0: everybody and happy mother's day i want to give a great big thank you to all of our moms for loving us caring for us comforting us and shaping us into the men and women that we're called to be so i think it's only fitting that we're going to be having our parent commitment service this morning as we commit to raising our children in the ways of the lord amen I do want to let you know that we're going to start our parent commitment directly after the second song so if your babies aren't in here with you please get them bring them into the worship service as again we will start directly after the second song before we begin to worship this morning I want to share a scripture that the Lord laid on my heart I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth Will I make known your faithfulness to all generations? God, you are good. You are faithful. And we're going to sing about that this morning. And we're going to tell our children. And we're going to tell our children's children about his goodness. Let's sing and worship the Lord this morning.
1: Lord you are good so I'm going to ask the babies that are to be dedicated to come on and let's take our positions parents come what a precious and powerful time this is not a religious right to, to us here at Eagle Heights. This is not something that we do just to do it. We're going to make two rows. We're going to have to make two rows because I want all the chillings all up here. Amen. Nobody in the wings. We want to see all the mommies and daddies and babies and faces and everybody. Let's make double rows. Let's make a double row if we need to. If we don't, we're good. Whatever y'all need to do there. I'm going to ask you to be seated at this point. As I am about to pray and make a prophetic declaration over these children today. It's not normally how I do it. The Lord laid this upon my heart. Normally I go and I pray and lay hands on each of the individual couples. I'm going to still lay hands, but Pastor Lisa and I, but I want to make this declaration. I want everyone under the sound of my voice, whether you're in the room today, you're watching online, to create an atmosphere of faith. And I want all the mommies and daddies gathered here this morning with these precious children not be concerned one bit over a fussy, crying, stirring baby. We want to be in faith today, and God is going to respond to us despite your little one wiggling and whining. Amen. How many of you believe that today? And so with great peace in our hearts and with great faith, Mommies and daddies, focus upon what I'm about to pray and declare over these children. I would ask you at this point, I wanted to give you a little breather to stand to your feet. I want you to stretch forth your hands toward these precious children and be in agreement with what we're saying over them, mommy and daddy especially. Here we go. Our Heavenly Father, how kind and gracious you are how faithful and how powerful you are towards us. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Father, you said that as we come before you, that we must come in faith, that without faith, it would be impossible to please you, that that we must believe that you are, and that you are all that you say you are, and that you are all that we need today. You said that we must believe that you will reward those that diligently seek you. So today, Father, we diligently seek you on behalf of these precious children that you have blessed us with. We acknowledge your goodness in giving us these children as you have stated in your word that children are a gift from the Lord. And so today, we graciously receive this gift from your hand And now we have come here to place, to this place, to dedicate these gifts back to you. To place them on your altar and declare that we want them to be yours. Altogether yours. To do with them as you see fit. We say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in each of their little lives. May every baby boy and every baby girl that we are dedicating bring glory to you all the days of their lives. You promised in your word that when we pray in faith that you would respond. Jesus, you said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Father, you promised in your word. Now this is the confidence that we have in you, that if we ask anything according to your will, that you would hear us. And we know that when you hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have that petition that we have asked of you. So today we pray in faith and we stand on your promise that if we pray anything according to your will, that you would hear us and that you would grant that petition to us. You said in your word that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we decree today that every one of these precious children that you have gifted us with will come to repentance and be saved and will become a citizen of heaven. That they will spend eternity with us and be with us and with you forever and ever. Say amen right there. We pray that they will be saved as soon as they reach the age of accountability. And that not even one unnecessary day would be spent serving sin, the world, or the devil. And all God's people said, Amen. Father, you said that the fruit of our womb is blessed. And so blessed they shall be. Baby boys and baby girls, we declare over you, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you and your storehouses and into all to which you set your hand. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as you keep his commandments and walk in his ways. And when the time comes... We pray that each of them, in your own time, Lord, and in your own way, would discover the love of their life. We decree that there will be no mistakes in selecting their marriage partners, come on, but they would discover Mr. or Mrs. Right, God's right, God's chosen partner. We pray that they will be loved and cared for as you would have them to be, and that they... they Their houses would be a holy habitation for your presence. And that love and joy and peace would be the dominating characteristic within its walls. We pray that each of these children would be fruitful and multiply. And that each of them would leave a godly legacy behind them. And now, Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around each of these precious little lambs. As they continue on in their journey through life. Baby boys and baby girls, we declare over you that you will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And under His wings you shall take refuge. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the air that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at the noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Now, Father, give these parents the faith, the wisdom, the discernment, the courage, the conviction, the grace to do their part in cooperating with your Spirit and accomplishing all that we have declared over them this day before your witnesses in the name of the mighty Jesus Christ. And all of our Eagle Heights Church family said, And all the parents and all the grandparents said. So to every parent and every child we say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen and amen. Now Pastor Lisa and I is going to pray over these parents and children. Please pray with us as we sing unto the Lord. Oh, sweetie, it's okay. It's okay. Pastor Kevin was so long. I'm so sorry, love. Hallelujah. Come on, pray with us. Father, bless them, Lord, and keep them. In the name of Jesus, bless these precious people, Father God, in these, these precious people bless him, lord in jesus name in jesus name be blessed in jesus name be blessed be blessed be blessed oh father thank you lord for your goodness Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Give us strength. Give us wisdom, Father God. Give us faith, Lord God. We need you, Lord Jesus. We can't do it without you, God. Have your way in their lives, Father, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessing, Lord. This precious couple, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless them, Lord. Lord, you've heard what we've decreed, Lord, and we stand on it. Oh God, we stand on it. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you're doing.
2: Be gracious to
1: together parents I'm going to let you go and get them settled in the nursery but I want us to sing this together come on here we go oh give them a hand clap come on come on we stand on your word Lord come on let's worship come on
2: mark this day Lord
1: Mark this day in their lives, oh, God. We can't do it without you, Lord. your favor.
2: Your favor, Lord.
1: We dedicate all of our children. We reaffirm our dedications, Lord. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in our children, oh, God. Bring glory to yourself in every way we were today call them
3: So thankful for all of the babies that were dedicated to the Lord. Remember to pray for all of those precious, precious families. And I know that y'all are getting them over to the nurseries, but make sure that you pick up. We have a little gift bag for you at the guest services desk as you leave today. Parents that have had their children dedicated today, make sure that you pick up your little gift bag on the way out. Our missions offer focus today, we're going to continue to focus on just family. And we're going to give to those ministries today that support family, that support the life of the unborn, that support biblical marriage and biblical family. We're going to give to the Louisiana Family Forum here in our local area. We're going to give nationally to the Family Research Council and focus on the family because these days ministries that stand for truth and righteousness and holiness and biblical family are rare and we want to show our support there's a lot of criticism that comes against them but we can never as the body of Christ stop standing for truth and for righteousness and for holiness no matter what may come against us so ushers we want you to come forward, come at this time to prepare to receive our morning missions offering. And we want you to come and bring your offering in faith this morning as we support families today. Mother's Day to all of you moms. want to welcome everyone that may be watching online as well as those that are here with us today. What an honor and what a privilege to be able to speak to the church on Mother's Day today. And Pastor Kevin's been talking about new beginnings. And last week he talked about a new power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to pick up there today, and we're going to talk about a new house. And I want us just to pray before we begin today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of gathering in your house. We thank you for every family, every mother that's represented here today. And we pray your richest blessings over them. Bless our time in the Word today, Father. Speak to our hearts Anoint me, Father. I'm just a broken vessel, an empty vessel. Father, fill me today. Help me to speak your truth. Anoint the words that I speak, Father. May it fall on good ground, Lord. And may we say as we leave today... It has been good to be in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read a scripture Pastor Kevin read last week, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were where they were sitting Today, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come and fill our whole house so that our families can be blessed and that our homes can bring glory to God. We need a new house. And you may be saying, Pastor Lisa, it's not the time for that. Lumber's too high. There's a lumber shortage I hear going on out there. It's not the time for a new house. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a house in which everybody's saved and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Three things that we need to do. Number one, we need to dedicate our house. Everybody in the house needs to be dedicated to the Lord, from the youngest to the oldest, from the babies to the parents. To dedicate simply means that you're giving the Lord everything that you are with all of your heart. Today, that's what we did with all the new additions to our homes. As parents, we dedicated them back to the Lord just as Hannah did when Samuel was born. You see, the Bible says that Hannah's womb was closed. She was barren, but she greatly desired to have a child. But she couldn't. And to make matters worse, her rival, Paniah, Elkanah, her husband's other wife, who had children, the Bible said she made Hannah miserable and provoked her severely. You see, Pana had much pain in her life. Things weren't working out the way she thought they should, but that didn't stop her from going to the temple from seeking God, from praying, and from dedicating herself for the Lord and just giving it all to Him. The Bible says she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish, and the Lord heard her prayer. And in the process of time, she conceived and had a son, and she called his name Samuel. Put up 1 Samuel 1, 27 and 28, and she said... For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. You see, before you can dedicate your child, you yourself have to be dedicated to the Lord with all of your heart. Hannah was dedicated to the Lord. In the midst of her pain and her brokenness, she trusted the Lord with her life, and the Lord gave her the desire of her heart, and in turn, she gave Samuel back to the house of the Lord. Many times in ministry, especially early on and even now, Pastor Kevin and I have been asked when somebody builds a home or buys a home, will you come pray over our house and will you dedicate it to the Lord? And early on in our ministry, we would do that. But as of late, we have been telling people that your home is blessed because of you, because of the people living inside that home. The blessing resides within you. If you put the Lord first in your life and you seek to obey him, your home is going to be blessed. The blessing comes to the house as we dedicate ourselves to the Lord. John 14, 23. Let's look at that. Jesus answered and said to them, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. How many of you want Jesus in your home? Everybody wants Jesus residing in their home. Then this scripture says that we need to love and obey his word. You see, we can pray over your children and prophesy over them all day long. We can come to your new house and we can pray over it for hours. We can anoint it and put all, all in it. We can hang scarlet threads in every window, but it does no good until the people who reside in that house choose to love and obey Jesus. And that's when Jesus comes to the house. And when Jesus comes to your house, you've got a new house because he makes all things new. Dedication is the first step. The next step is we have to, number two, direct our house. You see, when we dedicate ourselves and our children to the Lord, we just don't take our hands off the wheel and expect it to go straight. The Bible says we have to make straight paths for our feet and the feet of our children. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to guide and direct us into truth. 2 Corinthians 4.13, I like what the very end of that verse says. We also believe and therefore speak. We direct by what we believe, which determines what we say and what we pray. So we need to be believing and speaking those things that line up with the Word of God and realize the power that's in our tongue. Let's look at James 3, verse 3. 3 through 5. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire. Kindles. Just like a bit in a horse's mouth or a rudder on a ship, that small thing turns and directs that large object. That's how our tongue is. It's a little member, but it has such great, great importance. With it, we have the power to bless and we have the power to curse. With it, we have the power to turn and direct. We need to be speaking life and blessings according to the word of God over our home. You see, the patriarchs of old, they knew the importance of their words and the power that they held. When I think about Jacob and Esau and how Jacob, remember in the word when Jacob deceived Esau out of the blessing and he went in to Isaac. Isaac had sent Esau to the field to prepare the game to receive the blessing. And Rebecca and Jacob had a little plan together that they were going to trick Isaac into blessing her favorite, into blessing Jacob. And they went and they put, the Bible says Esau was a hairy man. They put goat skins on Jacob and Esau's clothes and, and Isaac's eyes were very dim and he couldn't see. And they went in and he said, Jacob, it sounds like Jacob's voice, but it smells and feels like Esau. And he blessed Jacob. Esau come in from the field. And Esau and and Isaac realized that they had been deceived, that Isaac had been deceived. And Esau said, well, daddy, why can't you just bless me too? Don't you have a blessing for me? And he said, son, I've already spoken the blessing over your brother. I cannot take back those words. When you think about that story, that is powerful. The power that are, that is in your words that directs and guides and shapes your home. We need to start realizing the power of what we speak and we have to believe that God has something good in store for our lives and our family and our children and our homes and we have to speak in accordance to that plan. We all have challenges and setbacks and unexpected things that happen. And I'll be honest, even bad things happen sometimes in our lives. But that is not the norm. For the Christian family, the norm should be like Sarah sang today, his goodness is running after me. The Holy Spirit should be filling us with hope and we believe the promises in his word. The promises that say he's going to turn the bad into the good. The promises that say all things work together for good to those who love God. In order to properly direct our home, we need to believe and speak the word, the truth, and blessing over our family. We also need to hear from God in order to be able to direct our home and raise our children. Safety and protection from the enemy comes by hearing from God and obeying that Holy Spirit instruction. You see, the word tells us in scripture that when Jesus was a baby, Satan was trying to destroy him through Herod. Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus, and Joseph, his earthly father, was directed by a series of dreams. The Bible said, and being divinely warned in a dream... The Joseph was being directed where to take the baby Jesus and how long to stay and when to return his he was the Holy Spirit. God was directing how to keep that baby safe. We also see in scripture that Moses's mother was directed by God to keep him safe. Pharaoh was trying to kill all of the Israelite baby boys, all of the male children he was trying to destroy. But God directed his, Moses' mother to make a little basket and to put him in it and to float him down the river. God had a plan, and Pharaoh's daughter found him and raised him, and Moses became the deliverer of the people of God. In both of those incidents, Satan was trying to destroy the babies because he knew the difference that those babies were going to eventually make in the world. They were going to bring salvation and deliverance, and they were going to bring healing. and They were going to bring a new beginning to the people, and Satan was fighting that. Your children are going to do mighty exploits for the kingdom of God. Don't think Satan isn't going to try to stop them. And we as parents have to be able to properly hear from God so that we can direct them and keep them safe. The Bible doesn't give us much detail about Moses' mother putting you in a basket and why, how she was directed to do that. But personally, I don't think it was through a dream like Joseph had. I think personally, it was just an idea that come into her heart. Just a prompting that said, you need to do this. God can speak however he wants to speak. But a lot of times we're making this hearing from God thing too super spiritual. And I talk to young people all the time in their 20s and 30s. I don't hear from God. I can't hear God's voice. God doesn't speak to me. I think the problem is a lot of times we're looking for a dream, a vision, an audible voice, some word of prophecy spoken over us when most of the time, God just speaks to us with a still, small voice and a prompting inside of our spirit. And you know, we have to make sure that the Holy Spirit isn't grieved in our life so that we can properly hear when that still, small voice, that prompting inside of us is trying to to direct us, whether it's to do something or not to do something. Now, when this Holy Spirit is saying not to do something, Nana calls that a check in her spirit. She got a check in her spirit. She can't do that. Now, Nana is my mom and all the grandkids and all their friends and pretty much everybody calls her Nana. So we call her Nana. But on Mother's Day today, I want to honor my mom because I can say without reservation, she is the most godly, God-fearing lady that I know, and she's definitely the greatest prayer warrior that I know, and she is dedicated to the Lord with all of her heart, and she seeks to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Does she make mistakes? Absolutely. Like all of us, we all miss it sometimes, but her heart is to love and obey God. And I am so thankful for my mom. But we have a favorite family story about Nana getting a check in her spirit. And little, no, I'm going to tell you now, and I'm going to throw him under the bus because I told him, I asked, nobody can tell the story like little Roy. And I said, little Roy, I need you to come tell the story. He said, I ain't getting up in front of all those people. I'll refresh your memory, ain't Lisa? And he was too scared to tell it to y'all. So he was supposed to be telling it. So y'all get on to little Roy. So I can't tell it as good as him. but a few years back my mom wanted to buy a new car and she wanted a specific type she wanted a white camry and my brother-in-law sells used cars she had called roy he didn't have any at that time she had looked locally couldn't get a good deal couldn't get the price right and one of our family members i'm not going to say who found online, heard this too-good-to-pass-up deal in Mobile, Alabama, on a white camera. And so she called Roy, and she told him the price, and Roy said, Nana? I think that sounds too good to be true he said no we need to call and ask them what fees they add to it what's the out the door price before you drive all the way to mobile and he helped her do that they got everything lined up and little roy said that he was going to take her to mobile to buy this car so off they went to buy nana's new camry and when they got there of course, you guessed it. She had been lied to. It wasn't the out the door price. It fees and everything started being tacked on it. And she just said that, well, Roy, we're just going to go on through with it. We drove all the way down here and we're just going to go on and buy the car. It's not that much more than I was expecting to pay. Let's just do it. So they got all the paperwork together and they got them in the little finance office, the salesperson and the finance guy and little Roy and Nana all sitting there. And Nana said she just began to feel uneasy about the deal and that that wasn't what the Holy Spirit wanted her to do. And you have to know Nana. She's not the most tactful person. And she, little Roy said that as they were signing the papers, that Nana just stood straight up out of her chair, and she put her hand on the desk, and she said, I've got a check in my spirit. I don't feel like I need to do this. Come on, little Roy, we're going home. (laughs) Little Roy said she heads out the door and he awkwardly stands up. He said, The most awkward moment of my life and followed Nana out the door. He said, When he looked back at the finance guy and the salesperson, they were going, Check in her spirit. What does that mean? And so they get to the car and Nana said, Roy, the Holy Spirit said don't just do something to do it that's not the right decision for me and I kept feeling that and I was not going to sign those papers and so Roy said well Nana that's fine you don't have to do that I'll take you right back home but I don't think those guys understood when you said what it meant when you said you had a check in your spirit she said well they'll know shortly they'll know it means I'm not gonna buy that car they lied to me about (laughs) and they headed on back home and she eventually found the car and got it But we all need to be more like Nana and follow that check in our spirit. If it's something small or if something's big, your conscience, which is placed in you by God, is the Holy Spirit talking to you, saying, go this way, go that way, do that, don't do that. And we need to learn how to follow that check in our spirit and obey the voice of the Lord. I've learned that people, who are ready and willing to obey are those that get directed by the Holy Spirit. He guides us into all truth. As we seek and acknowledge him, he directs us. Put up Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When I step out, God's going to direct my paths. And when I honor and fear him, he will guide me. And if I do make any wrong steps, he's going to correct them. He's going to make the path straight under my feet if my heart is to love and obey him. Do you want a new house today? Then let's start believing for good things, speaking a blessing, and learn to hear from the Lord and obey that still small voice inside of you. And thirdly, we need to not only dedicate and direct, but we need to defend our house. Again, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to defend and protect our homes. The enemy's trying to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. And I want to tell you the influence of the devil is real and it's powerful. In Mark 9, a daddy brought his son to Jesus, demonic spirits had a hold of that boy. And he and his, and his disciples couldn't cast out the spirit. The boy would convulse and foam at the mouth. And Jesus said, how long has this been happening to him? He was grown by now. And his dad said, from childhood. It has thrown him into the fire. It's thrown him into the water. It's tried to destroy his life. And the daddy told Jesus, if you can do anything, Have compassion on us and help us. And in Mark 9, verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. And Jesus cast the demon out of him, and he was made whole. And the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast the demon out? And Jesus said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. We've got to get the influence of the devil out of our homes and our children. And it may require fasting, but it'll definitely require prayer, and it will require us to get aggressive to defend our house. Just like one of David's mighty warriors, Shammah had to do. You see, Shammah was listed as one of David's mighty warriors in the word of God. And the enemy, the Philistines was trying to come in and take a piece of ground that belonged to the Israelites and to Shammah. And the people of God, when that troop of Philistines came to try to destroy it, and the Bible says it was really a pea patch. It was a a piece of ground full of lentils. And everybody else, when the troop of the Philistines came in, ran and fled and was just going to give it over to the enemy. But Shammah had a different spirit. Let's look in Second Samuel twenty-three, verse eleven and twelve, as they're listing these men. And after him was Shama, the son of Agi, the herite. The Philistines had gathered together the troop, where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines, but he, Shammah, stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Shama stood right there in the middle of that field and he said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm defending what belongs to me. It was him against a whole troop, but he started swinging that sword and the Lord blessed him and brought about a great victory. We have to understand this. Our ability and our man-made schemes aren't going to stop the enemy. It's only when we put our trust in the Lord and do what he tells us to do that the victory comes. We trust in so many man-made things today to protect us. Many people nowadays have all these high-tech security systems to, def- to protect and defend their homes. It's kind of comical. You step onto the carport and your motion's detected and bright lights come on. They have doorbell cameras recording your every move. And... At night, we're triple-checking all the locks, and these high-tech security systems are saying door number two is not secure. Door number two is not secure. Can I tell you that's the same mentality as Peter saying, Jesus, I will never deny you. You don't realize that the enemy is more powerful than you, and if the enemy wants to get in your house, all that stuff don't make a hill of beans worth a difference. You have no control over the enemy without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's only by the Spirit, not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit says the lord can i tell you what we do in the done household at night before we go to bed now we don't do everything right we're not the perfect family we make mistakes we have struggles just like you that we have to fight the enemy too but when we go to bed at night we lock all of the doors we want to use common sense we don't want to tempt the lord we lock all the doors And we trust the Lord to keep us safe, and we lay down and we go to sleep. And if door number two accidentally got left open like it did a couple nights ago, we trust the Lord that he's going to send an angel to stand right there and guard and protect and defend our home. If you have a high-tech security system, that's fine. But don't you dare trust in it to protect you. You trust in the Lord. Psalm 127 says this, Unless the Lord Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. Listen to this. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows for so he gives his beloved sleep. As always, Remember, it's the Lord that defends our house and protects us from the influence of the enemy. Our job is simply to love him, obey him, and trust him. We need to make sure that we are trusting Him today as we dedicate our house, as we direct our house, and as we defend our house so that we can have a brand new house today in which everybody in that house is saved and is filled with the Spirit of God so that our home can bring glory to the Lord. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, ask him to come into your heart and to make all things new. Let him be the Lord of your